This is The Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary from North Raleigh Periodontics. This is a show about keeping your teeth and gums healthy and how a healthy smile affects your overall health. Today's episode is called A Simple Way to Decrease Your Risk for Dementia. The direct relationship between your mouth and the rest of your body. Welcome to the Gum Guru Podcast with Dr. Macon Singletary. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us today here with Dr. Singletary. Dr. Singletary, how are you? Doing better than I deserve. That's always a good position to be in. And we've got a a wonderful show lined up today, and we're going to be talking about a simple way to decrease your risk for dementia. So, Dr. Singletary, where, where do we start with this? What do we need to know? Well, and, you know, it's probably not a common thought that uh, the mouth is a gateway to your cardiovascular system. When you chew, you have bacteria showers in the bloodstream. It takes about a minute to go from your mouth to your toes. And somebody says, well, how is that? Well, around the teeth are capillaries that in the socket between the root and the bone. It's about the size of your hand as, as far as the surface area exposure to the blood system. That's crazy to think about. And, you know, the scary thing to me is that when it comes to your mouth and where it's located, it's, it's right there next to your brain. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, in your mouth, you know, we think about, you know, we don't, it normally doesn't hurt necessarily. You don't have to have bleeding or signs of periodontal disease to understand that there's bacteria there. And there are 11 species of anaerobic bacteria, bacteria that doesn't like oxygen that's pathogenic. And when you chew, they get in the bloodstream, and they can be a factor for your systemic health. So what do we do? I mean, I mean yeah. we, we don't know that that bacteria is there without seeing a professional, and, you know, we can't stop eating. So what are our options here? Yeah, well, yeah, as we talked about last time, it's simple to treat. I mean, you, uh, to, to manipulate the plaque is key. And you should, you should brush frequently, at least four times a day, with an ultra-soft brush. But uh, the key is to understand what's going on in your mouth. Uh, you probably should see your dentist and have a periodontal exam done, a, an examination that evaluates the space between the tooth and the gum because that bacteria has got to have an area to grow because it doesn't like oxygen. So anything deeper than three millimeters, you can't clean between the tooth and the gum at home. You, it can be professionally manipulated, but you can't do it. Let's talk a little bit more about periodontal disease, and we've kind of touched on this, but it's, as you just said, you know, it's, it's something that we can't really manipulate without help from a professional like you. So go into a little bit more about the, the threat that this disease is and, and just how really scary it can be. There are about five to 700 pathogens that grow in your mouth, and they, it's like the bug of the month. They mutate. They do things just like COVID does, and they're pretty smart little boogers. So in order to determine, they've, like I said, they've earmarked about 11 that are specifically pathogenic. Prophomonas gingivalis, which is a long name, and another one, Treponema denticola, two particularly, that they have found in their cerebral spinal fluid of people with dementia and Alzheimer's and the brain tissue. And so these particularly two organisms, if they're there, you want to identify them. And there, there are ways of doing that you can do DNA analysis from the pocket. So the areas deep in the three millimeters, send it to a lab, and they can identify the particular kind of bacteria that are pathogenic, particularly those two. But there are about 11 of those that they'll come back with a report, and they'll show you. And if they're above a certain threshold, then they'll rec- make recommendations to 
uh, how to handle it, uh, what kind of treatment should be done. Can you talk a little bit more about this link between periodontal disease and dementia? Sure. So, again, those two bacteria, particularly Prophomonas gingivalis, um, it uh, produces a protein and, and it blocks neurotransmission. Um, they're developing a, a drug to help block that protein or prevent that from happening. But in the brain, when amyloid is produced, it's a protein from, it's a byproduct of brain metabolism, but also the bacteria does it as well. The brain has to flush it out or remove it. And if you don't go through normal sleep patterns or if that, if it builds up, it's going to affect the nerve transmission. And so in order to have that not be a factor, you need to get rid of it. And it's, you know, the key is it may be a long-term deal. I mean, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, it's there. It's over time. So, you know, educating individuals early on in life rather than later on in life is important because it may take 30 years to rear its head, but it's, you know, but it can be a factor. And so it's easy to treat, you know, brush and floss. And in, in order to determine that it's there, you know, a periodontal exam, you know, somebody that's measuring that space between the tooth and the gum evaluate is there bleeding you know do they do a dna analysis you can do a microscopic analysis um, there's certain shapes of bacteria that are the rods the motor rods the little corkscrew bacteria they're called spirochetes that's the treponema denticola so you can identify it with even without doing a dna analysis you can see it under a microscope all right, let's let's step back a little bit. DNA analysis. This sounds very interesting, and it's not something that I typically associate with what you do or with dentistry in general. Let's let's get into that a little bit. As I said, there are about seven hundred pathogens in the mouth. Some are aerobic, which like oxygen, and some are anaerobic. They don't like oxygen. The bad guys are the anaerobic ones, and so. You can't take a plaque sample and put it on an auger plate, like you, know, you go to a lab, because it dies as soon as it hits air. So what the DNA analysis does, even though the bacteria may be dead, they, they take a little paper point and go in between the, the gum and the root of the tooth, and it soaks up into the paper point. And we send it to a lab, and they've specifically uh, earmarked certain uh, bacteria that have that DNA component you know, with different species. Um, and then it'll come back with the report. So really, uh, you're right. It's not something done routinely, but probably should be done more. It's an easy thing to do. Um, it's just a matter of understanding, you know, the importance of it, and getting access to it, which is simple, um, and um, and then getting a report done for the patients. Okay, so let's say I get that DNA analysis, and you run your report, and uh, what happens after that? It, do, do I need to take extra steps or is do I look at my DNA and say, well, it's out of my hands, you yeah. know, what am I going to do? Yeah, good, good question. So they'll come back with a, a recommendation, um, specific antibiotics that will knock out those bacteria that they see. And maybe a combination of a couple of antibiotics. I mean, you know, there are four or five that they use. Um, and so it really depends on what how the report comes back. Um, the thing that I like to emphasize is not only, the, you know, first of all, identifying it, then getting rid of it with antibiotic therapy, but then what can we do non-antibiotic therapy? You know, what can we do ourselves that doesn't involve, you know, using antibiotics to treat it? And, 
And once we get that under control, then we, we can go into that next phase. That makes a whole lot of sense. Having that tool at your disposal has got to be pretty cool. I mean, again, that's not something that I, I've really heard of. Is this relatively new technology or is this something that's been around for a while? Uh, it's, it's been around for a few years. It's relatively new, actually, particularly this lab that we use. But they've been very instrumental in helping getting the word out to healthcare professionals, particularly in dentistry, you know, that they can have access to this. And so, yeah, it's not routinely done, but it's becoming more so now. More people are beginning to understand that the systemic aspect of periodontal disease is important, and to be able to identify it, to diagnose it, and then to treat it, it's just it's going to be a part of healthcare and oral healthcare. Yeah, I mean, to me as a patient, you know, that just sounds like a really advanced and great way to kind of target what's going wrong there. I want to get back to periodontal disease. So, um, you know, we're talking about the this way that treating and avoiding periodontal disease can help potentially with your risk for dementia. We don't hear as much about periodontal disease as we probably should. Uh, can you get into just the threats overall that this poses to our body, you know, obviously including our brain? So, yeah, they are, um, they've seen periodontal pathogens that affect the pancreas pancreatic cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, prophylaxis gingivalis has also been implicated in rheumatoid arthritis, aspiration pneumonia. People who are diabetic, this response by our immune system to the bacteria, this inflammatory response affects the sugar level. And if you're diabetic, you know, that can get you out of whack. And then if you have fluctuating sugar level, that affects your ability to fight infection. So, um, you know, the uh, aspiration pneumonia, as I mentioned, you can have, you know, obviously cardiovascular issues. It's interesting that, um, you know, this aspect of treatment, uh, the inflammatory mediators that occur, this inflammation, this bleeding, which most people, you know, when they brush or floss, maybe be aware every once in a while there's bleeding. Well, that's a sign that your body's reacting to something. That's necessarily normal. And so to get that evaluated is critical. And to prevent this bacteria, that these leather particularly, they can protect the heart, brain, lungs, intestines, pancreas, and your, uh, you know, autoimmune issues like rheumatoid arthritis is key. You know, you've got to be able to diagnose it. And so going in and getting a periodontal exam is key. It's, under, it's part of the treatment. First of all, see that it's there. And then what do you do? How do you treat it? That makes a whole lot of sense. And going back to dementia and periodontal disease and the bacteria that if periodontal disease is left untreated can put into our bloodstream, you know, let's say we've had periodontal disease that has been either undiagnosed or untreated and this bacteria has gone into our bloodstream. You know, what does treatment look like after that? Is this something that is potentially reversible or is it just a matter of stopping that at the source? Well, you know, again, you know, healthcare providers, you know, when they do an exam, you know, they're looking at the whole body. They should look in the oral cavity and see if there's information and then give the patient a heads up. There's something going on here. But once the, uh, like I said, treponema denticola takes 30 years to, you know, the effect of dementia can be long-term. So, Educating individuals, patients, about the importance of good oral hygiene early on is important. 
sometimes a die is cast. You know, you know, by the time you're 70 or 80, you know, the, the effects of constant um, bacteria showers in the bloodstream every time you eat um, you know, is cumulative. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, good diet. Uh, you can't, you can, re- you can reverse or prevent the bad guys from growing. You can manipulate the oral plaque growth so that you don't have the anaerobic or the bad guys growing. And then it's just a matter of eating right, you know, getting exercise, making sure you, you, do, you, know, you do identify these issues. People with you know, cardiovascular issues, atrial fibrillation, you know, people are diabetic. And I think my diabetic patients are probably one of my best patients because in order to control their sugar level, they have to control everything else. And so they understand the importance of eating right, you know, making sure that they get exercise, making sure that they do stay with their physician, get the physical and their dentist. So um, it, it can be at the point that you, know, you diagnose it, you know, can you reverse it? Not necessarily, it just depends on you know, the situation, depending on what um, organ is involved. And, you know, it, and then you know, it's just a, a medical you know, diagnosis and treatment. Yeah. And, you know, in talking about this link between periodontal disease and dementia, as we discussed in our last episode, you've, you've been in this field a long time. And me as just an average consumer, you know, I've, I've maybe heard about this in, in the last oh, maybe one or two years. Does this link surprise you at all? Is this something that probably made a whole lot of sense to you even when you started in this field? Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, when I first got interested in, in uh, being a periodontist, microbiology was what I did my research in. So I understood the, the importance of manipulating the bacteria, preventing the anaerobic bacteria, the bacteria doesn't like oxygen from growing. I think at that point we had some idea that, you know, there's, when you talk about heart issues and used to premedicate for mitral valve prolapse, you know, so we understood that there was a, when you had your teeth clean, you had work done, that there was an invasion into the cardiovascular system, the bloodstream by bacteria. So we've sort of known that. It's just a matter to what degree you know, they're correlating certain bacteria. Now they're showing a causative effect, not a correlation, a causative effect. So that going from correlating to is causing is what's happening now. And with technology we have today, we're able to see that more clearly and hopefully address it more succinctly. Well, Dr. Singletary, we always like to leave the listeners with uh, an action step or two that they can take uh, in listening to these episodes. So what's, what's our homework after this episode? Well, I think the homework would be make sure that when you go to your dental professional, your dentist, that you get a periodontal exam, that they actually look at the space between the tooth and the gum to see if you have areas deeper than three millimeters. Is there bleeding? Uh, most dentists do that. You know, it does, it's not necessarily when you walk in and they look and say, hey, the gums are pink and they look healthy. That can be deceptive, particularly with people who smoke. Nicotine's an anti-inflammatory and the tissue may look great, but you've got to take that probe out. So a periodontal exam um, is key. Uh, the next thing is if, if it's understanding that uh, you're manipulating the plaque daily. We've talked about brushing. Frequent brushing is a good thing with an ultra soft brush. Um, your diet, you know, a high fiber diet, you know, helps you know get the plaque off, but also stimulates salivary, salivary flow. 
you know, that also helps. You know, although saliva is what the bacteria grows in, it acts as a lavaging mechanism or a washing mechanism. So, you know, drinking half your weight in water in ounces and, you know, swishing with the water. Um, so, but the key is a periodontal exam, you know, getting that evaluated. And if folks want to see you or visit North Raleigh Periodontics, do, do they have to have a referral from their dentists, or mm-hmm. could they contact you? Oh, yeah, they can contact. We'd be glad to get an individual in and just check them out periodontally. They may be great, and I say, hey, look, you're good, or they may have some issues, and then at that point we'll talk about that. We may do a bacterial sample, you know, put it up on the screen, and then just go to the next step. It just depends on what we see. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you again for your time today and for educating us a little bit more. Dr. Macon Singletary, you've been listening to the Gum Guru Podcast. If you would like to know more about dementia's link to overall health and how you can lower your chances of dementia, check out Dr. Singletary's website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have any questions you'd like to have answered on the Gum Guru Podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com.